Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, uh, article we have here in front of us. Days after Trump officially announced his 2020 re-election bid, Minnesota Republican Party Chairwoman Jennifer Carnahan attended a picnic at a picnic at the White House. The story goes on to say, pose for a selfie, thank the president for the three visits, hoping that he'll come back. He said he will. The whole story is basically circling around that Trump is forcing a staffing up, that he's targeting Minnesota to end the GOP losing streak here. Republicans are pulling out all the uh, all the stops. Um, will it be enough in your mind? Well, I think it's relatively accurate. I mean, if you take a look, uh, you have to go back all the way to 72, I believe, when yep. McGovern managed to lose 49 states uh, and, and Minnesota voted Republican. There have been some Republican successes here with Tim Pawlenty, with Norm Coleman, with uh, Rod Grams. Um, so it's doable. It's it's going to be a tough slog. But uh, here's where, where the Trump campaign, and they are serious about Minnesota. I don't think there's any question about that. Here Here's where... Their theory comes in, and that is no one thought they could win Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Wisconsin. And what they did is they outperformed in the outstate or greater Minnesota, for our our purposes, area, uh, offsetting any losses in the hardcore urban radicalism areas. That's exactly what they did in in Pennsylvania when Mitt Romney actually did better in Pittsburgh and and, uh, Philly than Trump did, but Trump won the state and Romney lost it. So they're looking at this lineup of states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. What's next? Minnesota. And there is a case to be made that the 8th District, which had been the bane of Republicans for years and years, they would, they would you know, basically draw to a tie between the urban core and, and greater Minnesota, and then the 8th would come in with James Oberstar's handiwork. Um, and now that's changed because the Democrats' pronouncements on – essentially putting people out of work in the 8th District. I mean, if you want to like take a look at what the DFL and what Democrats in Minnesota, led by Tina Smith, want to do in the 8th District is make certain pipelines are not built, loggers do not have work, and no mining operation goes forward. Now, these are the people who work there and live there. So the notion that they want to ruin their land is a little bit odd, but it's totally it's been a paradigm shift with regard to politics up there. And that that is good news for Republicans. There's just no question about that. Well, and when we talk about sort of the enthusiasm, um, I, I, there's an interesting dynamic at play here because, you know, over the weekend we have the media spinning what Trump tweeted, like it or not, but they ran with headlines that were out of context with the totality of what Trump had said and with reference to, to Ilhan Omar. I'm of the opinion that when that sort of fake news takes place, it really goes and causes frustration among conservatives and members of the GOP and therefore it gets them more motivated. And we're seeing that 600 volunteers turned out 26 training events that Trump victory held in the state last month, 250 attending in Bloomington. My point is that we get, you know, people get excited. They get frustrated seeing what the left is doing. They turn out for these events. And then you get that grassroots energy that we so desperately need to win elections here in Minnesota. That that really is the key. The Republican Party of Minnesota and elsewhere can no longer be the party of meet, greet and retreat. Right. uh, Because that has been the history. They have not been as motivated as the hardcore, radical, resistance, indivisible left. 
And one of the things there, a couple of things, one, this Nixonian silent majority you speak of, the peasants are grabbing the pitchforks. They've had it. And Trump is sly like a fox. You know, he understands that um, you can do all these photo ops and you can do all the baby kissing you want and the media won't cover it. But they will cover um, something that they consider offensive. Well, Trump doesn't mind that. It motivates right. the base. It keeps it in the news, in this case, Minnesota. But here's what I love about the, the, the latest controversy. Here's what Democrats have been saying the last couple of weeks, fellas. Uh, they've been attacking ICE, not just the, the border, but our people who are putting their lives on the line to protect our sovereignty. They've been attacking ICE. They want to erase the border. They don't want the Pledge of Allegiance in St. Louis Park. They want to eliminate citizenship on the census, and they diss the 4th of July. Now, if patriotism, love it or leave it, is on the ballot in 2020, guess who put it there? <laughs> There's just no question. No, not a, n- n- none, it, it's, none it's at all. It's all fair points. And, when you, and, and that's why I get so frustrated when you see Ilhan Omar come out there and tell people that she loves America more than anybody who was born here. Not just, you know, I, I love America. No, I love America more than anybody who was born here. How? What about your rhetoric over the last several years and what about your actions would indicate that to be true? You can't just say that, but then go out there and foster all of this anti-American sentiment and blame all of the global ills on America. Well, this is an old debate. People think it's new. It's actually pretty old. I remember growing up with it in the 1960s when you had the Cal Berkeley protesters. In those days, they believed in free speech, actually. you know, uh, Remember, the, the argument was, hell, what was it? Uh, hell no, LBJ's got to go, and all this stuff. And they would be clamped down upon by the university in those days, which believed in decorum and order. And then they would say, what about free speech? Today, the Democrats don't even bother with free speech. They want to censor people on social media, and then they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll let go with Antifa, and they'll just club people they disagree with. That's the Democrat modus operandi today. But the point is, uh, this notion, this debate around the country, love it or leave it, which is off-putting to some, um, has been around a long, long time. My point is, if you're upset with that debate, you started it. Yeah. You're the ones that, that have said ICE is evil. You don't want a national board. I mean, free health care and, and you can't ask citizenship on a census question is no border. There's just no other way. You're the ones dissing the fourth. You're the ones doing all of these things that are putting this America, uh, this patriotism question in the forefront. So we're going to have the debate. Yeah, and you have got to remember, too, by the way, we'll be having another 4th of July before we get back into the election again. And Trump has already said that he plans on doing something similar to what he did this year. Hey, um, Jennifer Carnahan acknowledges, you know, the, the, the last election, saying the voters punished Republicans up and down the ticket. But she thinks that having Trump on the ballot is going to change the dynamic in 2020. How big of a difference in your mind is that going to make? I think it will make a difference because understand this. Trump was on the ballot in 2018 for Democrats. He was not on the ballot in 2018 for Republicans. Right. And so many of those blue-collar union voters uh, up there working on that pipeline, working in the mining uh, industry, who came out for Trump in 2016 are not diehard, I'm going to go to the caucus Republican people. Many of the independent swing voters, the Ventura types, are not diehard, I'm going to go to the Republican caucus and vote in the midterms. Um, But they will go uh, when things are focused with Trump at the top of the ticket. And here's the other thing. Uh, the, the media love to look at Trump in a vacuum. They look, love to objectively analyze him. Well, look at his poll numbers. Look what he did. Look at this. 
But when you look at him comparatively, so you, people say, well, Trump's poll numbers are 47. He needs to get over 50. Okay, look at this polls compared to Bernie Sanders, Camelia Harris, uh, Elizabeth Warren. The Democrats have a, a existential crisis, if you want to use that overused phrase, and that is their candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually think it will be better in 2020. Whether it'll be enough, we'll see. But understand this. Uh, Minnesota is not well represented by someone at the, at, who will be next down on the ballot, like Tina Smith, who is an executive at Planned Parenthood, took to the Senate floor to defend the governor of Virginia when he was talking about the virtue of post-birth infanticide. Uh, that is not where Minnesota is at, by any stretch of the imagination. Minnesota is not with Tina Smith, who wants a Green New Deal putting the 8th District on the unemployment rolls. So there's there's plenty of ammunition out there to draw the contrast. The question is, can we focus the mind and can you get through the media filter, which here in Minnesota, you know, does their a yeoman's job for the Democrats? Is it going to be possible in 2020 to run as a Republican on your own merits? And what I mean is, you know, are, are you going to be able to navigate a campaign and a candidacy and talk about your ideas and your beliefs and your priorities and your agendas? Or do you think that most Republicans are going to simply, you know, have to answer for and respond to the latest Trump controversy around every single corner as we get really fully into the silly season? Well, that's an interesting dichotomy, and I would add a third one to that, Andrew, and that is you you don't try to run away from this president. Uh, we saw those congressional candidates that did that in 2018 were out at 801. They lost by the biggest margins. Um, you don't have to say, oh, anything goes that the president does. What, or, or I should say, you don't have to sit there and answer questions about, oh, gosh, what did Trump do today? What you, you can just simply say, look, I agree with him here and here and here. I'm not going to run away from this. I do think if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound on sure. this. And I, I do think Trump will be the loudest voice in the room. And it does not pay Republicans to run away from a fellow in Minnesota who came closest since 1972 to winning the state. But the but I don't like the notion that you're going to have to answer for it. Mm-hmm. You need to lean in and say, not only am I not going to answer for this, here's why the president is right here and here and here. But you know how the media environment works, right? It's not just Trump, right? If you're a Republican and you're on the ballot in 2020, I mean, you and know, random doesn't work. Random schmo in, in 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 Alabama could do something stupid, and the and the media is going to come ask you know every Republican who's running for office about it and to and to distance themselves from it, or do they do they approve of it? I mean, it really doesn't matter. You know, the, the Republicans always have to answer for the worst among them, and that's why running away from the president never works, right? It's not going to get you what you want. Uh, If you think running away from the president on energy is going to get you the endorsement of the Sierra Club, you are woefully mistaken. (laughs) Uh, So you're you're quite, you're right. Your your premise is correct, which is why you can't do it. But I would argue that if you take a look at the 115th Congress and what this president has accomplished in the first two years of record low unemployment across the socioeconomic spectrum, 
If you take a look at energy independence, we're net exporters. The 8th District comes to mind. If you take a look at somebody finally trying to, to defend the national sovereignty and the border, which is much more popular than the media would have you believe, if you look at the Supreme Court and the sanctity of life and getting back to a, a, a court that starts to adjudicate according to law, legislation that's made by members who are elected, if you look at all of those things, what is there not to like there? And curious, with just a couple minutes left, in that same vein, though, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the whole tweet controversy from from over the weekend. Um, you know, we've been discussing on this show of is this possibly a strategy by the president in order to make these four very provocative, very controversial uh, freshman congresswomen to sort of make them the face of the Democratic Party going into 2020 and make other, make other Democrats come stand up and defend them, and therefore now they are aligned with them mm-hmm. is that is that part of the strategy and do you think that has any viability well it could be i would just uh, posit this what would have happened had the president said of rashida Tlaib, um i think um they ought to censor the mf right what, right. what would happen? <laughs> this thing would be, look like a, a, like a tempest in a teapot. Yeah. Censor the MFR. People yeah, might get upset. That woman gets away with calling the President of the United States a crude, vulgar name in a public forum, and it's a story for four hours. The the total double, if the, if the press and the Democrats didn't have double standards, they would have no standards at all. Yeah. Yeah, it is just deafening. So my argument would be: don't play the game, go on offense. And the next time City Pages decides to lecture you on the Me Too movement, ask them why they're still taking ads for porn shops. Yeah, objectifying women, and give it, go after these people with a vengeance. And maybe that to circle back. That gets back to what Jennifer was talking about, the chair of the Republican Party. Republican Republicans need to get upset. Yeah. They need to get after these people and give as good as they get. And until that happens, things aren't going to change. There's got to be a price for the for, for the attacks by the resistance left. They've got to feel the price. Jason and Lewis. Today they've up to up to now they've had a free ride. As always, buddy, thank you so much for the time. And you can also hear Jason Lewis on the Minnesota Mo- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.